Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. And be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Ruth by looking at Ruth chapter 2. If you have a Bible, follow along while I read. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go and glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here, eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheep, and do not reproach her. And also, pull out some of the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? Where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, the man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, the man is a 
close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, besides, he said to me, you shall keep close to my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest. And she lived with her mother-in-law. In this chapter, we see Ruth trying to provide food for herself and for her mother-in-law, Naomi. There was a practice in ancient Israel that as the reapers went through the fields, they were to leave on the ground what fell, leave something behind for the poor people to come behind and pick up so that they would have something to eat. Naomi had evidently taught this to Ruth, and so Ruth was going to go out to the fields and see if she could gather some food. And she's out in the fields, and she's gathering. She ends up at the plot of land that belonged to Boaz. We're told that she asked the workers if it was okay, and she was given permission, and she worked hard, only took a short break. And when Boaz shows up, he notices this foreign woman out in the field and ask about her and uh, is told that she's the daughter-in-law of Naomi and that she's a really hard worker. So Boaz reaches out to her, lets her know that he's heard of her kindness and wants to reward her uh, and tells her to continue to glean from his fields and even tells the worker to leave a little extra behind so she can have it. He tells Ruth to make sure that she stays in his fields because in other fields, uh, the men there may not be so generous and kind to her. They may even actually assault her. And he wanted to make sure she was taken care of. And so Ruth goes home and with extra food as well as the grain she'd gleaned and Naomi's excited, not only because she's able to bring something home, but because she's made connection with a member of the family. Naomi says, this is good. And so as we look at this section of the story, there's a good bit we can learn. Uh, First of all, uh, we meet Boaz. Boaz, we're told in Matthew chapter 1, was actually the son of Rahab. Rahab was the woman who lived in the wall of Jericho, who hid the spies when they came to spy out the land. She hid them, protected them, and asked to be protected when Israel came through and defeated Jericho. So Rahab and her whole family was rescued. They dwelled among the nation of Israel. And Rahab met a man named Salmon, whether he was one of the spies or some other Israelite, we don't know for sure. But but Matthew chapter one tells us that Salmon and Rahab had a child named Boaz who married Ruth. And as we first meet Boaz, we're struck by his Kindness is specifically his willingness to speak words of encouragement. When he first comes up to his workers, whom he had complete control over, uh, he takes the time to speak words that bless and encourage. He said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you. It, It reminds me of what Paul tells the Christians in Ephesus about how they should use their words. In Ephesians Chapter 4, verse 29, Paul says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. 
Boaz is living out something that Paul would teach hundreds of years later to Christians, that it's important that you use your words to bless and encourage rather than to tear down and destroy. Another thing that we see here is that very often when we ask God to bless others, he may want to use us to answer that prayer. As Boaz interacts with Ruth and says that he hopes that God rewards her for all the kindness she's done, he ends up doing that, and he does it through Boaz himself. We need to be willing to realize that just offering up thoughts and prayers are not enough. We need to look and see if in some way God is calling us to be part of the answer to the prayer, and he's equipping us to do the very thing we ask him to provide. But as we take a closer look at the story, I want us to look at Ruth, particularly the character that she shows as she goes through this day that ends with her having all that she needs, as well as having something to share with her mother-in-law. First of all, I think it's important to see here that God is very much at work in this chapter. God is not given credit specifically for the actions uh, of the people here. And I don't think that God is manipulating these people. But what God is doing is working through the obedience of Ruth, of Boaz, and, and others. As they do the things that are right, as they do the things that God has called them to do, God's working something out here. God is doing something amazing. As Boaz opens his field to poor people who need the food, as he allows Ruth to glean, he is fulfilling the commandments that were given by Moses and showing kindness and respect to foreigners. Again, Boaz is showing his obedience to the commandments of Moses. But we also see Ruth following the instruction given to her by Naomi, going to the fields, working them the way that she has been told, getting permission from the workers as she goes about collecting her food. We see people being obedient to the guidance that God's given, being obedient to one another, being submissive to one another. And God is working in that. The good things that God wants to happen, happen when God's people put the needs of others first and obey him. God works through our obedience. But we also see here that diligence and persistence are rewarded. The man in charge of the servants tells Boaz that Ruth had come up and said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. He gave her permission and she continued from early morning till the, the time that they were speaking and had only stopped for a short rest. We see as the story goes on, she continues to work until evening. She's someone who didn't waste time or make excuses. She did exactly what she needed to do to make sure that she and her mother-in-law had food. That diligence, that persistence was rewarded. We have to remember that Jesus taught the same thing in the Sermon on the Mount. He told us that if we would knock, the door would be answered, that if we ask, it would be given to us, that if we seek, we will find. He also talks to us about the persistence that we need to exercise in prayer. When we talk to God, we shouldn't give up on our prayers, but keep talking to God. Because even if an evil judge is willing to give in to a widow who was persistent, imagine how much more giving God will be if we're persistent with him. 
persistence, perseverance are extolled by uh, Paul and other New Testament writers as they talk to Christians who were being persecuted but needed to continue to do the right thing no matter what the circumstances were. And they're told that their diligence and persistence would be rewarded. Part of doing that is making sure we don't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We need to be willing to work in whatever situations God puts us in and be willing to work among the servants. In verse 22, Naomi told Ruth that it's good that you go out with the young women, with the servants of Boaz. It's good that you work among them. Ruth's eventually going to be the wife of Boaz. She could have tried to jump ahead and think that she was entitled to not have to work as hard. Maybe that something should be given to her without the work. But Jesus says, if you ever want to be a leader, you have to be a servant of all. If you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, you have to be a servant. We must be willing to work among the servants. God works in our obedience Our diligence and persistence are rewarded, but that means very often that we get down in the muck and the mire of people's lives and existence and and are helpful where they need us most, even if that is a mess for us. Another thing about perseverance that bears noting is when we are persistent, when we persevere, it actually leads us to greater understanding. There are a lot of things that we do uh, that initially we don't understand why. Uh, We're given tasks at our jobs and our families, uh, uh, maybe called upon by friends or relatives to, to do things for them, and we don't always understand. But because we are motivated to continue doing what we've been asked to do, over time we come to understand what it is that we've been asked and why we're doing it. The same thing happens with God. He will ask us to do things that don't make a lot of sense when we're doing it. But as we continue to do it, as we persevere, it becomes more and more clear why it's important. When God tells us to love an enemy, that doesn't always make sense until we get really good at doing it. And then it starts to make a little more sense. When God tells us not to lie and steal and cheat and uh, Sometimes we think we may be entitled to something, and that's the easiest, best way to do it. But when we live life with character, we start to understand the importance of of always doing that. Perseverance leads us to greater understanding. In Ruth's story, the hard work she was putting in, she didn't understand the long-term benefits of until later. She didn't even know Boaz was related to Naomi when she was working as hard as she was. That ends up paying off, and the picture comes into a fuller resolution as she perseveres. Something else here about Ruth is her submissive spirit. And and the fact that she's willing to submit herself to the circumstance and the need and to the people around her actually led her to a place of safety and provision. Uh, Verses 8 and 9, it said, Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when they are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Because Ruth was willing to submit to the other people in the story. 
uh, to let them do their jobs, to, to let them offer her advice and her submit to that. She ended up getting more than she actually bargained for. She just went for food, but she ended up finding safety and protection. God's promised us the same thing. There's a lot of work that he's called us to do. There's a lot of activity he wants us to be involved in. He wants us to be a part of reaching out to others, being a light to others, drawing them closer to God. He wants us to allow him to shape us and mold us and build character in us. And that manifests itself in a a lot of ways that, that take our endurance and perseverance. But when we're willing to submit to God, and do it his way in all of those circumstances, he leads us to a place of absolute safety and security. That submissive spirit is one that the New Testament talks about often in relation to those who are following Christ. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul says that we should be subject or submit to one another in the fear of Christ. And we're told in Hebrews chapter 5 that Jesus modeled this for us. It says in uh, chapter 5, verse 7 of Hebrews, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. We see Jesus yielding to God. He suffered some things in doing that, but as a result, he understood what it meant to be obedient and the benefits of being obedient and how God was leading him to a place of absolute safety and security. In doing so, he's an example for us. And then the brother of Jesus, James, writes a letter, and in it, he talks about wisdom and and lets us know that humble submission to others is actually a characteristic of wisdom. In James chapter 3, verse 17, he writes, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. As James is describing what wisdom looks like, he uses a phrase there, open to reason. And when we explore that and what's intended by the Greek phrase there. It's someone that is willing to yield to others, to to listen to what they have to say, to submit to them as they offer advice. The submissive spirit that we see in Ruth led her to safety and provision and lets us know that she was exercising wisdom. We also see in this story that Ruth's reputation had preceded her. And because of the kindness that she had shown Naomi, the humility with which she had approached the workers in the field, she was able to experience peace and comfort in her circumstances. Humility and a good reputation bring us peace and comfort. Listen again to how Ruth explains this in verses 10 and 11. We're told that she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to Boaz, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been told to me, and how you left your father and your mother in your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. All that Ruth experienced 
the lack of conflict that she had in, in, in coming back to Israel and being able to feed her mother, the comfort that she experienced in being able to glean from the fields of Boaz, those came about because of her humility and her good reputation. We're told in New Testament scripture that Christians should be people that are humble and have a good reputation. Uh, there are benefits to doing that. It makes people more willing to do favors for us, and it makes us better spokesmen for Jesus. As we've looked at this story, we've talked about uh, Ruth experiencing safety, provision, peace, comfort, but all of these lead to her satisfaction. Verse 14 says, And at mealtime Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. Think about what we want most in life. We may point to an experience or a thing or a situation, or but ultimately, we want those things to bring us some level of satisfaction. We want to be satisfied with our life, with our experiences, with our possessions. And sometimes we chase those things in ways that we never find the satisfaction we're looking for. But I think one of the things we learned from Ruth's story is that when we rely on God for our safety and provision, for our peace and our comfort, we end up experiencing the satisfaction that we all desire. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.